for me to ask all these things, to see Chad and love Chad and forgive Chad, it was truly just out of obedience to the Lord. That's Kathy Robichaux sharing how God was working in her life and in her shattered marriage. Our host is Focus on the Family president and author Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller, and the book capturing this story is by Chad Robichaux called Fight for Us. You'll find renewed hope and encouragement from that book. It's a story of redemption we're continuing today. John, we heard from Chad and Kathy last time from a conversation we had with them a few years ago. And man, they really went through some heartbreaking and difficult things during their childhood, both coming from broken homes and broken marriages with their parents. Chad later suffered from PTSD after eight tours of duty in Afghanistan in the Special Forces. And it was not a smooth transition back home. Chad continued to deal with PTSD. Kathy, I think in many ways, felt like his protector, his nurturer, as she was trying to raise three kids pretty much on her own. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of fear in her at that time. If you didn't hear last time, uh, you've got to listen to the first part of this painful story, because it really set up what we're going to talk about today. Kathy and Chad separated for a while after Chad had several affairs. Uh, It's inspiring how God worked through the pain and brokenness, as you're about to hear. You were spiraling down, almost like that death spiral in a marriage, 15 years of struggle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kathy, you were feeling all alone. You talked about that last time. We had to drop off at a very touching point when you were struggling with Chad's affairs and things like that. Let's pick up the story there. Um, You were trying to figure out what was going on. You're not even sleeping in the same bed at night. You've got this career in mixed martial arts, people giving you accolades, Chad, about what a good fighter you are and how fearless I'm sure you are and how you were 18 and 2 and finding all the, uh, I don't know, the strokes and the accolades in that environment. Um, Where is God beginning to show up in this picture? Well, sadly, that wasn't even the, the low point. The that wasn't yet. the bottom yet. Uh, what was? was uh, the bottom was, uh, for me, was we separate, we move into, we sell our home, we move into separate apartments, sign 12-month leases, and uh, start the paperwork for divorce. And uh, me and Kathy had two separate reactions. You know, Kathy went into a church, and uh, I was at just church last week, and I remember people telling me that she would lay against this wall and just be crying against this wall, and, and she started, you know, just really getting people around her to encourage her and pray for me. And I went to this apartment and thought I was going to live this single life, which lasted about a week. And then I, I had that time to reflect and realize that of all the people I blamed my whole life, my father, the military, really Kathy for not understanding what I had been through, like I always just blamed everyone else around me as an idiot and uh, the realization that it was me and uh, that I had caused this. I had destroyed my family. And so that kind of clarity in my life at that time led me to make a decision to, that I was going to re- remove myself from the situation. And I decided I was going to take my life. And I would sit in my closet. You know, I was a policeman before, so I knew what would happen. Somebody would find me, and I didn't want my kids to find me. And I'd heard the statistic that one in three children from a parent that commits suicide will take the life as well. I still don't know where I heard that, but I remember thinking it and thinking, man, my kids, they follow me in everything I do. They've been wrestling since they could walk, and I didn't want to leave that legacy for my kids. So I was trying to plan how I was going to make it look like an accident. But I'd, I would, I remember just sitting in my closet for a period of about two weeks with my pistol and just trying to, you know, talk myself into, into doing this. And then um, I got a knock on my door from Kathy, 
and uh, Kathy was, had the divorce papers, the final divorce papers, and I just needed to sign. We had been through the three-month uh, cool-off period or whatever it was in, in Texas at the time, and uh, and she wouldn't give me the paper. We were uh, very uh, kind of edgy. Even any conversation between us was really very hostile. But she asked me this question that just changed. It's the reason we're sitting here today. She asked me how I could be as successful as I was in the military as a MMA fighter, doing all the the schools and deployments and the crazy deployments that we did. And when it comes to your family, you'll quit. And, so how can you fight for everything else, but you don't fight for our marriage? That's right. And uh, that question you know, just radically impacted me. I don't like being called a quitter. And uh, but she was right, and so that, she pushed the right button. Yeah. Were you hoping to do that, or was that just a God thing? No, I that was totally a God thing because I know I had said that in some ways before, because I didn't understand it. I mean, watching him. If you Google Chad's name, you see these amazing pictures, MMA pictures of him, total facade, right? And and in our home, it's fallen apart. Our kids are hurting. Our kids don't understand, like. Um, you know, what's happening. And everybody believed like Chad was just this, I don't know, almost a God. I think they were looking at him like they just like loved him, you know, and my husband is willing to give up his family for all of, you know, the, you know, people that are just loving on him, you know, everybody's, what's hard is I didn't understand how he can feel everyone else's attention and their, um, I don't know the the praise they would give him, I guess, but but he couldn't feel anything from me. You know, nothing I said. I know we had really bad times at that time, but no way I there was no way to love him and show him love or care anymore. And he wasn't accepting it. He wasn't accepting it, and so it hurt. You know that he would accept this from you know men and women. You know, and and so for us to you know put our house up for sale and move out and move into different places. And, and you know, that what was crazy is it didn't like he, I remember him actually crying when we moved out. I'm like, you're the one making these choices to be with other women. And you're crying as we're packing up our, our U-Hauls and leaving. Why can't you just stop doing what you're doing? And let's say no on go, you know, and, and, uh, on doing this, but, he didn't. He he wanted to continue doing what he was doing. So when I moved into my own place, this is the first time. Now I'm in my early 30s and had my children very young. How old were the kids at this point? They're like uh, elementary, junior high school age, um, maybe 11, 12, 13 years old that right. they're about. And um, so this is the first time. So they're time. aware. They're fully Oh, aware. yeah. They've seen they some bad yeah. stuff. They, they've seen that mom's very jealous of women. They see that. And um, and so when I got into my own place and the kids had to go visit with dad for the first time, that's the first time I'm having to give up my kids and leave my kids and I would be home alone. So I just got on my knees and I just started praying that you know, asking God, like, why? And I don't know if I was asking him why so much, like, why are you doing this to me? But like, why? Why is this happening? I don't understand. It hurts so bad. Did you ever feel like you had an answer to why? I mean, not at that point. In fact, now I see with what we're doing, it's so clear. But I didn't see at that time. It was only pain. It was just pain. But it was the most intimate time 
I've ever spent with the Lord, which was the most precious time of my life. So um, that's just, a powerful statement. It was. It really was. In fact, sometimes I'm like I, I'm thinking I'd love to have that time again, one on one with Him, but I don't want to be in that much pain again. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? How that circumstance or the circumstances that hurt us drive us toward God. Exactly. And they are precious times, it but we Christians tend to want to have comfortable times. Yes. <laughs> we don't want to have painful times <laughs> yeah, um, that draw us so close true. to him. Can I ask you, Chad, um, as a man, just man to man, when you walked into church on a Sunday and you knew all this stuff was going on, what did that feel like deep in your heart? Not the part you were expressing to everybody at church, but when you'd walk in the front door and guys particularly would come over and say, hey, Chad, how you doing, man? And pat you on the back. And I saw your fight and you're, you're awesome. All the things that Kathy is saying. What really was going on deep in your heart? Well, I felt like a fraud, one and uh, and two. I, you know, I, it made me question if I even believed at all. I mean, I, I had a real struggle with my faith. Um, one, I, I don't I, at that time I would have said I had a struggle with my faith, but I, I believed I was just really angry at God because you know things weren't going my way, and uh, and I couldn't understand you know the things that I was struggling with, and so. It was kind of a mix of those emotions. What, what in you, uh, because I'm trying, just trying to think of people that I know, um, what in you kept that Holy Spirit hook in your heart? Because I think a lot of guys particularly will snap the hook off and walk away. And they go into years of denial, years of frustration. They go through with the divorce because yeah. they don't want the hassle. It takes them longer to come to the conclusion that you came to in a relatively short period of time. The U-Hauls go out, and you're thinking, wow, what am I doing? Kathy pops the question, why will you fight for your country, but you won't fight for our marriage? That penetrates you. What's that difference between a guy that's still got that hook from God in them, and even though it may not feel strong, it's there, versus the guy who just cuts that off and walks away? I think I've always felt God call him, you know, I don't mean called to ministry, but I just always felt God calling in my life, and uh, and uh, I always kind of knew it was there. And um, to just, do the right thing, to do the right thing, I just didn't know how to do it. I never had, even at a young age, I would say I gave my life to Christ at 14 years old, but there was no mentorship or discipleship beyond that, and so I was left to do it on my own. And so when Kathy asked me this question, I knew I had to make a decision. I knew I had to do something different. Uh, and we always say, you know, if some if what you're doing in your life isn't working, why not do something different? That was that moment for me. Uh, but I knew I couldn't do it by myself, and I had never had anyone around me. I had to go to Kathy and look. At this time in my life, I had a thousand students, I had all these fans, everyone that told me everything I wanted to hear. I had no one in my life that I could trust me to hold me accountable to make these changes in my life, and that was a really sad moment for me because I did that. I as I inventoried my life and realized that I had pushed accountability out of my life. I had to go to Kathy and say, in this church you're going to. Is there someone that could help me with this, hold me accountable to this? Uh. And, and she introduced me to this man, Steve Toth. He never served in the military. And I think God made him ADD and wired him specifically to deal with me <laughs> because he didn't give me time to manipulate him. Or and Really? He, he, yeah. I literally wrote a plan out on paper how I was going to fix my life. And, and uh, he looked at this plan. We met for coffee at Starbucks, and he looked at my plan. And I don't even think he looked at it. He just slid it back to me. He said, you're going to fail. You're going to right back where you are. And I was like, what's a good plan? And he's like, no, it has nothing to do with your relationship with Christ. And if you don't build your life off of that, you're going to end up right back where you're at right now. Well, speak to that guy that's in that denial right now. You're the military guy. Talk to me. If I'm living there, what are you saying to me? Yeah, I mean, I I, I believe that for me, God was always there. 
I continued to push him away and cover it up with busyness and accolades and and uh, one achievement to the next. And I don't say that boastfully at all. As a matter of fact, I was recently interviewed and somebody read my kind of resume and it said, how does it make you feel? And it said, it makes me feel terrible. It sounds like you're describing someone that lived his whole life discontented. And uh, I was just really searching for to be the person I feel I was created to be. And that's what was longing inside of me. And uh, to be the person God created me to be. And, and, uh, and instead of just doing that, I covered it up with all these different accolades. And some of those things I did in my life were good, right? The military service. And I love martial arts. and I love competing. But those weren't the things that I was created for. Uh, Kathy, I need to pick up. We are on the last portion of today's program. The U-Hauls have gone out. You guys are living in separate apartments. Chad, you've contemplated suicide. You mentioned a while ago that you sat for a couple weeks in and out of this closet thinking, how do I do this without my kids knowing I did this? Um, Where does God begin now to heal it? She's mentioned this question about fighting for the marriage. What happened next? Well, for me, in the lowest of my lows, being stuck in my bed and stuck inside my house because I was so depressed. Um, I knew I needed to pray for my husband, but I really didn't know what to pray for him. And I really probably didn't even want to pray for him because he was making that choice, you know, making the choices to not be married anymore. And but so I picked up the book, Power of a Praying Wife. And I thought I would go through like the first, you know, the chapters and see which ones he needs to be prayed for. So I started picking out like his temptations, his integrity. And but the very first prayer in there was praying for his wife. And I'm thinking he should be praying this prayer over me. You know, he needs to be praying for me. And so I began to pray for me. And the Lord really started opening up my eyes to see a lot of my sin in the marriage and what I was uh, not doing to honor God as the wife God had called me to be. Okay, everybody just went, what? Uh, I mean, talk about this because it's a matter of the heart. Uh, yes. Restate that because it's so important. And people who are in bitterness and denial, this is the hardest thing to get, that God really wants your attitude to yes. move in a better it's so true. I mean, I lived in uh, such bitterness for so long and unforgiveness that I knew it was time to, uh, well, I guess I should say I didn't know it was time. It was really just God opening my eyes to see that it was time to start recognizing my faults in the marriage and how I wasn't being the godly wife he had called me to how be. How did that help you attitudinally? I mean, when you caught that, when you, okay, Lord, it's me. I got to get my heart. I can't control Chad. Right. What did it do for you in terms of your attitude toward right. Chad? Right. Um, well, I guess because in there I started praying that uh, God help me to see Chad the way you see Chad. So I didn't want to see Chad the way he saw Chad. <laughs> Maybe I didn't know that, but uh, I mean, that's not what Chad was doing the way God sees Chad. <laughs> you know, like help me to see Chad the way you see Chad and help me to love Chad like you love Chad. And the most, the biggest thing was help me to forgive Chad the way you forgave Chad. So I'm praying all this stuff, not even expecting to even be back with my husband. Really in faith. Yes, it was. And it was really just being, uh, just honoring God is really, and it grew in my heart. It really was true, um, true growth for me to ask all these things to see Chad and love Chad and forgive Chad. It was truly just 
out of obedience to the Lord. And I don't know how it got there. It just did. As I began to pray and get closer to Christ and that intimacy between me and Christ, that's what came out. That's what I started living. So how does a woman that has been um, hurt and her heart's been torn out over and over again say yes to the man that wants to come back home again when he's already did this to me several times. How does she say yes? All I can say is that God had given me this peace one more time. So it softened your heart. One more time. It softened my heart. And it really did. It, It allowed me to see him just with enough grace that I can say yes one more time. Wow. But the following year to come, I don't know if it was harder, just a different heart. It was just so hard the following year to come to obey the Lord, to love Chad and to forgive Chad the way he did and to work on that. Not be the woman I was before who threw the past in his face. So therefore we didn't get anywhere. But now to put my hope and trust, even my anger I felt towards Chad, put this in God's hand, put this at at the cross every single morning. Now, was I successful? Not every day, but I was going somewhere for the first time. Yeah. And your heart was improving. Yeah. I think it's important for people, particularly women, to catch that though, that you left it to the Lord. Yeah. That is significant. Don't undervalue. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. And that is the thing in every marriage when you can put Christ first. That's what it means to put Christ first. Chad, where are you at in this? You're like, you're the bad guy. (laughs) Well, it it was really crazy because I made a decision to make these changes. I have this mentor in my life who's willing to disciple me. And hold you accountable. And hold me accountable. And uh, he led me into surrendering my life to Christ on the most authentic level I ever could imagine doing that. And then beyond that, he started mentoring me and actually a year-long process of biblical manhood. And, uh, and what I discovered at the end of that was, at, well, not just the end of it, but through the process is that my marriage is finding restoration, my relationship with my kids are finding restoration with this PTSD thing that I never, I thought would never go away. Matter of fact, the doctors had told me it would be something I'd deal with the rest of my life. That started going away. And what I discovered was uh, it wasn't an incident or a series of incidents that really led me to where I was. It was the choices I was making every day. And I never lost control of that. And that uh, God actually had a a blueprint for manhood, which I had sought all along. Uh, And uh, when I started aligning my life to that, that's when I found healing. You see, like, I think it's important to know, like, all the pills, all the counselors, all the programs, everything I tried before didn't work. MMA, jiu-jitsu, as cool as those things are, well, those things didn't work when I simply made a decision, a decision to align my life with the life I was created to live through this blueprint. Um, that's when I found healing and you know nothing replaced uh, just stepping into that relationship that, with Christ that God had always had along for me all along. And um, in this process, talk about Kathy, like when I came home and we started restoring our marriage, Kathy went from this woman that was praying for me every day and, and wanting this man of God. And I'm, now I'm trying to be that. And it was met with, uh, I mean, she was really fearful and I could see it right away. She would have moments of where she was thankful, but then she'd have moments to where she would almost rebel against it. Right, And uh, I think it's really important for couples that are in restoration to understand that because I didn't understand it at first. I'm like, she prayed for this and now she has it and she wants to take us right back to where she came from. And I'm so thankful for Steve and the mentorship he gave me because he asked me some tough questions. Does she have a right to be hurt? Is she scared you're going to 
uh, let her down again. Right. Uh, well, it's really rebuilding the trust. Yeah, yeah. And how long would you say that process has taken, or is it still, uh, you know, building? What, where are you at, especially for couples who, you know, need that I would, word? I would say it was a full year. For a, a, now, I had to make a decision. When Steve told me this, I, I decided that she was entitled to that. So instead of her getting angry about something or throwing something in my face and me saying, hey, you already forgave me for that, I'd say, I'm sorry that I did that to you. I can't believe I did that to you. And I would try to love her. And sometimes she'd let me hold her and love her and pray with her. And sometimes she'd push me away. And I'd walk out the room and go outside the room and pray for my wife. And, uh, and that's what made the difference. That was what was different from the times he had hurt me before. You saw more of God in him. I did. I saw him willing to allow me to show my fear without any repercussions. I needed to be able to show him that and him accept that I needed that without shutting me out, without showing me he was going to leave me. I I wanted to see him that he was going to stick by me while I expressed this fear instead of running out the door. I mean, there were times that I would hear his keys and the drawer open, and right away it would put me back in the moment of him leaving me. And um, for a while he knew he, he even had to be careful with that next Did to you me, talk openly about that? Here's oh, the feeling I have yes, when I hear the keys? Yes, exactly. Oh, that's good. He I actually, mean, yeah, he, he, I hear him say it every now and then that the Kathy even had, you know, her times of stuff, you know, things that would actually bring her back to how, the moment. So about a year, how long ago was that? So that was about a year of your marriage, and how many years ago has this been now? So we've been, that was in 2010 that we, uh, were you know reconciled mm-hmm. so five six years yeah and yeah. then yeah we we started like 2011 <laughs> right away I mean, and people thought it was insane that we would start a ministry right away but we when this happened in my life i felt like i truly did find the cure i always say the best way to describe it was like i had stage four terminal cancer was dying and steve gave me the cure like and i knew how many other veterans were struggling with suicide 22 a day yeah. divorce rates and i felt like you know I found the cure, and I want to share it with someone else. And so we started passing it forward to others right And away. that's been your passion, is to reach other couples, military couples particularly, who are suffering in a similar way. Right. Suicides, divorces, divorce rates are just staggering. And, yeah. and uh, we felt like we found, again, we found a cure. And a cure is, you know, everyone talks about the problem in most things like this. Yeah. And uh, the truth is there is a problem, but there's also a solution. Well, we feel like we have it, and we've uh, committed our lives to paying that forward. And and we did it pretty quickly, and we immediately said we went out of the woods when we started this, but we were just on a path, uh, and then we want to take others along that path with us. Well, that's good. Let's link uh, at our website. We'll link to the Mighty Oaks Foundation and yeah. people that are motivated. Um, I'd encourage them to help you do what you're doing with the military as well. Um, can I end with this? Uh, because in my heart, I was that little boy. I came from that broken home, just like you two both came from broken homes. How are your kids doing now? Are they, in terms of their faith, are they going, wow, God is real. Look what happened to our mom and dad. Where mm-hmm. are they at? Yeah, I, I remember probably one of the most shameful memories of all this was sitting our kids down and saying it was going to be better, right? You're not going to have to hear us fight anymore. And, and they were just devastated. And that could have been lifelong like destruction for them. But I'm so thankful for the restoration God has brought into our family. So you're, you stood up to your word, you mean? No, I mean telling our kids that this is going to be better, this divorce. Telling our oh, kids the divorce, divorce would be divorce better. Is going to be better and, and you're not going to have to hear the fighting anymore and the, these things. And the truth was it wasn't it going was to be better. It was breaking their heart to hear that. It was breaking their heart to hear that, yeah. Boy. We did it anyway. And so 
they responded so quickly to just grab hold of this this change and a shift in our hearts. And I'm so proud to say all three of our kids are just on fire for God. Two of them are in, in Bible college. And uh, well, one's second semester of Bible college, uh, and he's a Marine Corps reservist. And uh, my daughter's leaving the Bible college here soon. And uh, and our youngest son, he's mm. just on fire for the Lord too. So it's uh it's amazing. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me that they were praying into their pillow at night. Oh yeah, it, oh, yeah. my God, youngest. God, you bring one, mommy and daddy back together. Uh, my youngest one would be the one that um, while I was struggling, and he would hold my hands and pray with me. It was amazing. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. And all I can say is, well done. The nuggets I'm taking away, and I hope the listeners are as well. You hit it really strong, Kathy. Turn toward God. Put your burden on him. Mm -hmm. Trust in him. And you hit it, Chad. Um, Then find the truth of who you are. And it may not be pretty, but God loves you. He cares for you. And he will pull you in a better path, a righteous path. And that's what I pull out of this. Um, It's not our circumstances that dictate who we are. Mm -hmm. It's what we do to deal with them. And in your case, you did so many of the right things, even though you were doing wrong things as well. But you turned toward God, you put the yoke on him and invited him in, and you began to act more like him, mm-hmm. praying for each other, loving each other. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Isn't it great to see God working in people's lives like he did for Chad and Kathy? That's why Focus on the Family is here to encourage and inspire you in your marriage and in your family relationships, in your walk with Christ. If you're resonating with some of Chad and Kathy's stories, don't wait. Call today and talk to one of our counselors who can offer the help you need to find redemption for your marriage. And John, I really feel like I need to mention a program here at Focus called Hope Restored, which offers intensive marriage counseling. We have several locations across the country. And it has an 81% success rate. We go back to those couples two years later and do a survey, everyone, and find out how they're doing. And 81% of them are doing better and still married. If your marriage feels like it's near the end of the rope, uh, ask us about Hope Restored today. Also, Chad's uh, new book is called Fight for Us, and your marriage will definitely be strengthened when you read it. Uh, Also, donate today and be part of the team, and I'll send you a copy of the book as our way of saying thank you. Contribute as you can and request that book or ask to speak with one of our counselors. Um, All of that and more when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459, or stop by the program notes where we have all the details. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for listening today to Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.